into a high. My uh, friend of mine is sick. His father has had a heart attack, and he's sick. If you can dua. Okay, so that Mo is Momar Diani. Uh, Diani. So he's the one who's sick. Yeah, he's sick. Okay. Rahim. Alhamdulillah, Alameen. والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسل لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي أما بعد Respected elders, dear brothers and sisters السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته through the course of our lives, we face different types of struggles and different types of challenges. But one of the most difficult things that we face as human beings is living through the loss of a loved one. Whether it's our dear child, wife, husband, mother, father, grandmother, grandfather, sibling, a brother or sister, an uncle or an aunt that we are very close to, you know, every single person has to go one day and has to return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is something which is inevitable that every single one of us knows. We know this reality. But actually being with a loved one and seeing them depart and then having to put them into the ground six feet deep and then leaving them behind in the cemetery is one of the most difficult things we face as human beings. Now most of us want to live long lives. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all a long life of iman and goodness with health and safety and prosperity. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect all of our loved ones and grant them the same. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. But the thing is that the longer we live, the higher the chances that we are going to see others go. And this is, as I said, an inevitable part of life that no one can escape. Regardless of who it is, the greatest person on earth, the most powerful person, the richest person, the best person, the most evil person, whoever it is, and whatever type of image and stature and, uh, that they have and that they enjoy or project, Every single one, every single one will return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala one day. So no one can escape from it. And sometimes, subhanAllah, it may come suddenly, tragically, when it's totally unexpected. Other times, it might be expected but dreaded. And sometimes, believe it or not, it might even be seen as a relief. It might even be seen as a relief, even though it is disliked. It is not something that one wishes for another. But due to circumstances relating to suffering and challenges facing the person, sometimes this decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be seen by the loved ones as sad and as, uh, as, as, as upset they may be, will still be seen perhaps as a form of relief. Now in every, nearly every case, regardless of the circumstances. In nearly every case, 
When this happens, it puts us into an emotional tailspin. It puts us into an emotional tailspin and leaves us experiencing great grief and sorrow. So the question is, my brothers and sisters, that when that happens, what should we do and how can we cope? Um Salama radiallahu anha said that I heard the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam saying that there is no Muslim, there is no Muslim who is stricken with a calamity and says what Allah has enjoined that inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon that verily to Allah we belong and unto Him is our return and then makes this dua that Allahumma ajirni fi musibati O Allah reward me for my affliction and compensate me with something better but that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will compensate him compensate them with something better she says that when Abu Salama radiallahu anhu died I said who among the Muslims is better than Abu Salama the first household to migrate to join the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam so this was her thought when her husband passed away and then she says that I said this. I said, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. And I made this dua that Allahumma ajirni fi musibati wa khlufli khayram minha. And he, she says that I said it. And Allah compensated me with the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Meaning she got married to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and became one of the mothers of the believers who, of course, we love and respect each and every single one of them. And this was something better for her than what she had before. So my brothers and sisters, it is natural that you know, we feel sadness and grief and that we shed tears. This is something which is natural. This is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has designed us and created us. And it may even be part of the healing process. It might actually even be good for us that we shed some tears. You see, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam experienced multiple instances, multiple instances of grief and loss during his lifetime. Not just once, but multiple instances. And the Prophet ﷺ was a compassionate, tender-hearted person, a loving human being. And the loss of a loved one, let alone multiple loved ones, affected him and affected him deeply. And the Prophet ﷺ is recorded, proven to have wept for the deceased, for the departed on more than one occasion. He wept on the passing of his son, Ibrahim. He وسلم, also wept at the death of one of his daughters while she was being buried. In another instance, the daughter of the Prophet وسلم, sent a person, a messenger to the Prophet requesting her to come uh, requesting him to come as her child was dying or was gasping but the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam returned the messenger and told him to convey his greeting to her and say that whatever allah takes is for him and whatever he gives is for him whatever allah takes is for him and whatever he gives is for him and everything with him has a limited fixed term in the meaning in this world and so she should be patient in hope 
for Allah's reward. So this is the message that the Prophet ﷺ sent back to his daughter who had sent to call for him. But then she again sent for him. Okay, so the messenger came, Prophet ﷺ sent him back with the, uh, sent them back with this message. Yet the messenger came again, she sent for the Prophet ﷺ again, swearing that he should come. So the Prophet ﷺ got up and so did some of the other companions who were with him. Sa'd ibn Ubadah, Mu'adh ibn Jabal, Ubay ibn Ka'ab, Zayd ibn Thabit radiallahu anhum, and some other men. And the child was sought for, was, or was brought to the, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam while his breath was disturbed in his chest. And one of the narrators thinks that, uh, that Usama uh, ibn, uh, ibn Zayd, who was mentioning this, who was narrating this, added that as if it was like a leather water skin, right? So like there's water inside a, uh, a, a leather skin in which water, water is kept and when it comes out, it makes noise. So he's describing the type of, of sound that was coming from, uh, fr from the child. On that, so upon seeing the child, his grandson in that state, the eyes of the Prophet ﷺ started shedding tears. And Sa'ad ibn Ubadah anhu said that what is this, O Messenger of Allah? What is this, O Messenger of Allah? And the Prophet replied, That this is compassion. This, these tears that you see coming out of my eyes and streaming down. This is compassion which Allah puts in the hearts of his slaves, puts in his heart in the hearts of his servants. Allah shows mercy to those of his slaves who are merciful. Allah shows mercy to those of his slaves who are merciful. So from this we learn, my brothers and sisters, that to, to weep upon the loss of a loved one is something which is natural. Something which the Prophet ﷺ also experienced and in fact is a good sign. It is a sign of a tender and compassionate, merciful heart. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is merciful towards his slaves and servants who are merciful. However, what is forbidden, because you see the Prophet ﷺ has also forbidden certain types of crying. And that is wailing and lamenting and weeping that is accompanied by one or both of these actions. So to wail with loud sounds, and this was a practice in some cultures, was and still continues to be, that there will be professional wailers, people who will be hired to cry and to make sounds, to announce and to, to mourn the loss of a loved one. So this is something which is uh, prohibited, or to lament and to say words which go against our reliance upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which go against you know, our beliefs regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His will and His planning. So the Prophet ﷺ said that Allah does not punish for tears that are shed or for sorrow in the heart. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not punish for that. Rather, He punishes or shows mercy because of this and He pointed towards His tongue. So the feelings that we experience and the emotions that we experience, those are things that we are not held to account for. And the person who is deceased, they will not be punished if their, their, their loved ones are showing a sorrow and grief in an acceptable manner. But if their loved ones go beyond what is allowed, 
then that, will, that could become a source of trouble for those who are doing it as well as the one who has passed away. Particularly the scholars say if they had arranged for this or the, if they had requested that when I pass away, you should mourn my death in this way, in an impermissible way, then in that case, they will be held accountable. I came across a blog post and the blogger writes, Muslim, to grieve is to love. And the deeper one's love is for someone or for the community at large, the deeper the grief for his or her loss. When we mourn the death of a loved one, we feel raw, angry, anguished, vulnerable, you name it. The pain can manifest itself in, various, in, in a variety of ways and the coping me mechanisms vary from person to person. There is no timeline for grief or the healing process, but the sharp pangs tend to blunt with time, though triggers can hit at any moment, seemingly out of nowhere. They write, when I lost my baby son two, my baby son two years ago, the pain was unbearable. They continue to say, I still struggle with coming to terms with it sometimes, but I took great comfort in the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and justice when such tragedies hit, as stated in Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ But give glad tidings to those who are patient. الَّذِينَ إِذَا أَصَابَتْهُمْ مُصِيبَةٌ Who, when afflicted with calamity, say, إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ Truly to Allah we belong, and, tr and truly to Him we shall return. أُولَٰئِكَ عَلَيْهِمْ صَلَوَاتٌ مِّن رَبِّهِمْ وَرَحْمَةٌ وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُهْتَدُونَ They are those on whom our salawat, who are blessed, will be forgiven, meaning from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they are those who receive His mercy, and it is they who are the guided ones. So this is a person speaking from personal experience, from a tragic experience of losing a young child, a two-year-old boy. But they tell us about one of the ways they were able to find comfort, or rather, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comforted them through his words. Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anhu reported, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam passed by a woman, passed by a woman who was weeping next to a grave. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, ittaqillaha wasbiri, that be mindful of Allah and be patient. Okay, so you imagine this, you have a cemetery, a graveyard, there's a woman who is crying beside a grave. The Prophet ﷺ passes by, he sees her, and he says, That, be mindful of Allah and be patient. She says, Go away. Go away from me, you have not been afflicted by a calamity like mine. She had not recognized the Prophet ﷺ. She was in such a state of grief. Perhaps she was not looking up. In any case, she did not recognize the Prophet ﷺ. Then she was told that it was the Prophet ﷺ, and she went to his house, and she said to him, I did not recognize you. And the Prophet ﷺ said, that إِنَّمَا الصَّبْرُ وَعِنْدَ الصَّدْمَةِ الْأُولَى That إِنَّمَا الصَّبْرُ وَعِنْدَ الصَّدْمَةِ الْأُولَى Meaning that verily patience, patience, a sabr is at the first strike. True patience is at the first strike, the initial shock and trauma. That is when 
you know, those are the first of all, of course, the hardest moments to bear, the most difficult of moments to bear. But that is also when patience is most desired and by extension most rewarding as well. Right? That is the time. So all these virtues that we hear and that we read about with regards to patience, right, all of those really, really become truly meaningful and really come into play at that moment when we have you know, the, the, the initial strike or the initial shock of hearing a tragic piece of news. Now, there are different thoughts and acts that can also help give comfort. And one of the things that we often hear is, subhanAllah, you know, this, this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the guidance that we have received, it gives us great hope that we would not have otherwise. So for example, for a person who does not believe in the hereafter, when they lose a loved one, they have lost them for good. There is no hope of ever meeting their loved ones again, ever seeing them again, ever interacting with them again. But we know that inshallah, we can make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and inshallah Allah will unite us with our loved ones in Jannah inshallah. And this is very powerful because it means that it is not a total complete loss forever. There will be a time, it may take some time, but there will be a moment inshallah when we will be able to meet with our loved ones. Now if the person who passed away was a good and pious person, then we can also believe and hope that inshallah they will be in a much better place. They will be in a much better place meeting with other pious souls who are waiting for them. This is something is indicated in the Quran and we learn from authentic hadith of the Prophet wasallam that the departed souls, the pious souls are waiting are waiting for their good companions from, from, from the life of this earth and talking amongst themselves, you know, has such and such come here? No, okay, such person is not here. Oh, here he comes, here she comes. And they gather and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them the ability to, to meet with one another and to, to discuss and to talk in this waiting period of al-barzakh. And of course, if our loved ones have suffered, then they will receive a reward and inshallah, a great reward for the suffering that they endured. The Prophet ﷺ told us that martyrs are seven. Martyrs, shaheed, shuhada, are seven besides the one who is killed for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he enumerated the list. The one who dies of the plague is a martyr. The one who drowns is a martyr. The one who dies of pleurisy is a martyr type of disease. The one who dies of a stomach disease is a martyr. The one who is burned to death is a martyr. The one who dies beneath a falling wall is a martyr. And the woman who dies in pregnancy is a martyr. And the scholars have you know, explained this to various degrees and, and, and you know, sort of uh, added, not really added, but sort of went into details about which, you know, what type of diseases or which type of situations would qualify or would be similar and so on and so forth. And we know the, the, of the elevated status of a person who is a martyr. Another way to look at it is that a person who has been called back by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been saved from the trials and tribulations of life and of this world. Because we know that this world is a life, is a place of test. It is a place of trials and tribulations. So a person who has been called back, and sometimes we think that it is their, their, their death was too early, although in our belief there is no such thing because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already predetermined for each person. So there is no such thing as a person has left us too early. 
because that they left when Allah had determined and, and, and had destined for them, right? But when we have this feeling, one way to understand or, or to, to console ourselves is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best of planners and He has protected them and saved them from the trials and tribulations of life. And also relying on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where our belief, our tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kicks in and we say that Allah is the best of planners. And this, as I mentioned, that this is part of His plan. And there is a divine wisdom behind this calamity and this loss. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant something better. And if we are worried about the future, then also to have faith in Allah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best disposer of, of, of affairs. And inshallah, He will take care of us or take care of those who have, who have been left behind in the best way possible. You know, sometimes it is natural, of course, that we are concerned and we worry. But a lot of times we find, right, that once we realize and we give up and we stop worrying and we entrust our affairs with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is really when we start seeing things. As long as we continue to fight and to struggle and to try to do things ourselves and they're not happening and we keep trying harder and harder and harder and harder but it's not meant to be, it's not happening or we are, you know, we are worried and it's not going our way. Sometimes we just need to back off. Back off and place our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Remind ourselves that we try, we plan, but Allah is the one who does and Allah is the one who has the ultimate plan. And of course, making dua, giving sadaqah jari, a perpetual charity which continues to benefit our loved ones, continue to, you know, to do good deeds uh, in their name and living our life in a way that pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that will benefit those who have passed and especially when it's our parents, right? If we are good, we do things which are pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshallah, this will all be a form of sadaqah jariyah, perpetual charity for our parents. When the uncle of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Abbas ibn Abdul Muttalib radiallahu an, Abbas ibn Abdul Muttalib passed away. His son, Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu, found it too difficult to bear. Of course, great scholar, a great companion. He found it too difficult to bear. And it was a Bedouin. You know, not some great scholar, not some very you know, eloquent person. It was a Bedouin who came from the desert. Well, he was eloquent because he came from the desert and he said, be patient. We are being patient for your sake. For the people will be patient when their leader is patient. And then this line, the reward that comes after is better than Al-Abbas. The reward that comes after is better than Al-Abbas. Meaning, who you have lost, and Allah is better for Al-Abbas than you. The reward that comes, af uh, comes after is better than Al-Abbas, and Allah is better for him than you. And subhanAllah, when Abdullah ibn Abbas anhuma heard this, and understood this, his, this poetry, he felt relieved. He felt relieved because it put things into perspective for him. There is more to say, but I'm out of time. Essentially, when we are uh, around those who have lost someone, it is important to show support and compassion. Say some good words. Don't say too much. Sometimes a person is not in the mood to hear anything. right? Just some words of condolence, of support, something positive that will lessen the impact, that will remind them of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And... Be sensitive and be careful because sometimes we see it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a moment of grief for the people who are impacted. And you know, if we are laughing about things, 
right? Loudly laughing, showing insensitivity, this is not nice, this is hurtful, right? So be careful about how you behave, right? Don't talk about vain things or just, you know, make jokes and, and, and joke around with others and, 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 you know, make it an atmosphere that, that appear, that is, or behave in a way that is disrespect, disrespectful to the moment and uh, to those who are, who, who are mourning. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, forgive all of those who have returned to Him. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all a good uh, return to Him uh, with Iman and with La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah upon our lips. Ameen Ya Rabbil Alameen. We have of course the, the, the very sad news uh, of the passing of uh, Shaykh uh, Dr. Ali Saadi uh, who passed away yesterday in Alilahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon here uh, in Ottawa. Uh, a great uh, scholar, great asset uh, to our community, close to many of us survived uh, by his wife, family, and, and children, uh, the youngest who's in grade two. Um, and along with that sad news, we have been receiving almost every day or you know, every few days, uh, someone who is close to us, uh, who is part of our community, who has lost uh, a loved one, uh, Sister Rehana Yasmin, uh, the wife of Brother Nazarul Islam, her father also passed away uh, yesterday in Bangladesh. Uh, and then our sister uh, Bushra Fazl, the wife of uh, Brother Bashim, uh, Basim Bashir, her father also passed away last Saturday. Uh, in the UAE um, and all of our brothers and sisters who have returned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who have perished in calamities and disasters let us make dua uh, for them all Allahumma aghfir lahum wa rahamhum wa aafihim wa aafu anhum wa aqrim nuzulahum wa sayyam adkhanahum wa aqsilhum bil maa'i wa thalji wal barad wa naqihim min al-khataya kama yunaqqa thawb al-abyad min al-danas wa abdilhum diyaran khayran min diyarihim wa abdilhum ahlan khayran min ahlihim wa adkhilhum al-jannah wa aizhum min azab al-qabri wa azab al-nar Allahumma ja'al qaburahum raudatum min riyad الجنة يا رب العالمين اللهم أنزلهم منازل الصديقين والشهداء والصالحين وحسن أولئك رفيقا اللهم اجمعنا في الفردوس الأعلى من الجنة يا رحم الراحمين uh, The burial for Sheikh Ali Saadi will be happening shortly uh, at the Muslim Cemetery in Manitik in case you want to join afterwards uh, the Salat al-Janazah will be at Masjid al-Rahmah um, his family will be accepting condolences tonight uh, at 6 p.m. at Masjid al-Rahmah uh, and also I believe 6 p.m. tomorrow at uh, Masjid al-Salam uh, and three other uh, brothers who recently lost their loved ones uh, so brother Basim as I mentioned his father-in-law uh, brother Abdul Mawla who uh, tragically lost two of his brothers uh, and brother Suhail Nisar uh, who lost his mother all three of them will be receiving condolences inshallah this Sunday at 11.30 a.m. at uh, Jami Umar uh, so please uh, go if you can and remember them and their loved ones in your dua